Howdy. We are here live in the iCampus studio. Good morning, New Hope Church family. Uh, I love this Christmas background behind me. The team did a great job with this. Uh, We got some trees, snow, the the whole train. It's like a, a little winter wonderland behind me. Um, but this, this weather morning, uh, this morning is fitting. It's freezing outside. And let me tell you, I'm not, I'm not a cold person. Uh, I'm a fan of the Texas heat. Um, but my name is Cade. I have the honor and privilege of serving our church as the 288 campus fifth grade pastor. I'm fairly new on staff. As I recently transitioned from my internship position I was supposed to work at NH Students this summer, then COVID hit, so I thought, like many others, I wasn't going to be able to work. But uh, by the grace of God, I was able to work, and I figured out that I love working in God's church. Uh, I felt a strong calling to become a pastor, and a few wise people in my life spoke truth into me, so here I am doing my dream job. And let me tell you, it is so much fun. Getting to know the next generation of our church has been incredible. And it it feels like the more students I meet with and interact with, the the more it just fuels my excitement and the more I I get to love my job. Um, Parents, if you have a student in our ministry, let me tell you that we have been so proud of how they've been involved with NH students and what they've accomplished despite living in the middle of a pandemic. And fifth grade parents, your students are so much fun and it's been a pleasure and honor to teach them on Sunday mornings and get to hang out with them. So thank you for allowing us to partner with you in helping your student know Christ and make him known. It's funny, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at a camera and I have to admit, this is a change from what I normally do. Usually I'm teaching on Sunday mornings to a room full of energetic fifth graders on a sugar rush who have just had a donut in each hand, and they're bouncing off the walls, answering questions, giving me the energy that I could never muster up myself, and I have never seen so much energy at 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, but really, I'm, I'm excited to get the opportunity to share with you all uh, what I've been learning in Proverbs lately. And I know that these devotions have been a blessing to myself, and I hope that they have been to you as well. And I'm seeing some familiar names on YouTube, so let's give out a few shout-outs. I'm seeing uh, Heidi, I see Jeremy, morning Jeremy, I see Debbie and Christy, uh, let's see, Angela, and uh, Nolan. So good morning, guys. I'm, I'm glad that you're watching here with us. Um, before we get started, I would love to hear from our viewers. So whatever platform you're watching on, whether it's YouTube or, or Facebook, go ahead and comment where you're watching from. Now, I know we say it a lot, but it truly is encouraging to see all the areas that our iCampus ministry is reaching It shows us all the areas of people that are are coming together online here to spend time in God's Word and read it together and break it down and apply it to our lives. And I was reflecting on all that's happened since COVID-19 hit. And it, it seems like all the change and loss we've adapted to doesn't even compare to the blessing we've received. 
And as a church family, we've built an online platform here and explore new ways to know Christ and make him known. So how crazy is it to think that in the middle of a pandemic with social distancing and safety precautions and much more that God is still working to advance his kingdom? I think about that song lyric in Waymaker, even when I don't feel it, you're still working. Even when I don't feel it, you're still working. And it's so wild to watch what God can do when we put our whole trust in him. And I'm thankful to watch all that the Lord has been doing in New Hope Church and in their student ministry as well. And I believe that the work is not done. Amen? Amen. And with these devotions going through the book of Proverbs, I have been enjoying learning about the wisdom of God and the wisdom that he granted Solomon. And my hope is that today we can be encouraged by God's wisdom found in his, in his word. And I, I, I hope that we might learn how we can apply it today. So what better way to start the day by opening up God's word and studying it as a church family, um, whether we might not be together uh, physically, but we're together in spirit. And so let's go ahead and pray, and we'll get started. Lord, um, I pray that you would speak truth into me, and, and uh, I pray that you would just remove me from the equation. Um, because if you don't show up, and if you don't speak this morning, then um, it's not worth it. And um, Lord, I pray that you would come and be here and uh, be present, and I ask that you would open um, eyes and ears and um, hearts to hear and be receptive to what you have for us this morning, um, because I believe we're here for a reason, and it's because you have something to give us. And so, Lord, we're, we're opening our hands this morning um, wide open and ex- accepting and expecting you to come and uh, teach us this morning, Lord. So we're open-handed, and uh, we're ready, and we're humble, and we're excited. Lord, I pray that you'd speak truth. Um, We love you, and we thank you, and we need you to show up. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. And speaking of prayer, um, if you have any prayer requests, please, please, please drop them in the comments below. Um, I know that the holiday season can be stressful, and we have a family of believers that would love, absolutely love to pray for you. So please uh, put those prayer requests in in the comments, and I promise you will be surprised by how many people want to pray for you. We have got some prayer warriors here online that are praying for you and want to pray for you. And so as we get started this morning, if you have a Bible nearby or the Bible app, I would love for you to turn to Proverbs with me. This morning we're going to be in chapter 22, so let's go ahead and take a look at verse 1. So verse 1, Proverbs 12 says, Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. Now, let me be the first to say it is hard to love discipline. I was looking up the definition of discipline, and I think it's best summed up by saying that discipline is used to correct disobedience. 
Now, if you're like me, I do not like to be called out when I do something wrong. I remember in grade school, my mom would tell me to finish an assignment or turn something in, but instead, of course, I would just watch TV and forget about it. And has anybody else ever done this? <laughs> Am I the only one? Um, so when I got a zero for the assignment, of course, after not turning it in, my parents would say, see it, see it on the grade book, and they would say, okay, no more TV for the rest of the week. And I thought that this was just the worst punishment imaginable. The thought of not being able to come home after school and sit in front of a screen for hours was just unbearable. And to be honest, I thought it was unfair and unjust and that my parents just didn't like me or something. And in reality, they... They love me so much more than I will ever come to understand. And I know that now. But they were being loving in that to correct me. And church family, how much more do you think God cares for us when he disciplines us, his children? He corrects us when, they're in, when we're in the wrong so he can show us what is right. He corrects us when we're in the wrong so he can show us what is right. Now, God loves his children so deeply than we will ever come to know. And he cares for you. So thank you, Lord, that we have a God who is kind enough to provide knowledge in correction. So when God corrects us, let's learn to, to be okay with it, to be humble, and to accept it. And actually, this, this verse takes it a step even further than that. Let's, let's learn to love correction. It, it means that we have an opportunity to be better and learn more about the character of God and, and look, look more like him. Let's take a look at verse 2. It says, good, favor obtain, or good people obtain favor from the Lord. But he condemns those who devise wicked schemes. No one can be established through wickedness, but the righteous cannot be uprooted. I don't know about you, but reading that, having the favor of the Lord sounds like a pretty good gig. Imagine having the creator of the heavens and the earth on your side, advocating for you and lifting you up with his grace. This is the God that we serve. It seems to me that this would be the reward for obedience. That if we love God and obey him and walk in his ways and learn to love correction from him. Remember from verse 1. He will bless us. Now, to clarify. I'm not saying that if you are a Christian, God will bless you financially and materialistically. However, I do believe that God rewards those who walk in his will. I believe that God has a will for everybody, and I pray that um, you would walk into that. And so throughout my walk with Christ, I have learned the hard way that my way often, more often than not, does not align with God's way. So that being said, I'll, I'll put it this way. God's way is the best way. 
God's way is the best way. So let's move on to verse 7. The wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous stands firm. I love this verse right here. This is telling us that if we pursue righteousness and wisdom, that we will be held up. And in getting these these devotions through Proverbs, we have um, been hearing from many of the wise men and women who lead our church. And reading this verse, I think about how blessed we are by them and their leadership and all that they do for us. So praise God that he has provided wise leaders for our church. Um, I think sometimes we, we forget um, that God has blessed us in that, but he has. And so thank you, thank you, thank you to our leadership. Um, I would love for you to join me in the comments below by thanking our wise leadership, especially in this time and the ways that they've led us uh, throughout the years. Because trust me, they deserve it. Without their many wise years of, of, of decision-making and, and deep care for people, ultimately their love for God, New Hope would not be where it is today. So thank you, Lord, for granting our leadership wisdom. And, and as this verse says, because of it, we've stood the test of time. And I believe that we will continue to do so. This verse talks about how if we pursue righteousness and wisdom, we will not fall and we will stand firm. So let's choose today to stand firm in the wisdom of God and and let it hold us up. Let's move on to verse 8. Verse 8 says, A person is praised according to their prudence, and one with a warped mind is despised. Uh, so, So reading this, I think it's interesting that the author says that you will be praised for your prudence. Now, a prudent person, I think, is, is careful and thinks of the future, thinks ahead, and makes, decision that, makes decisions knowing the future in mind. And ultimately, they're wise. But you would think a person should be praised for the things that they do or what they've accomplished. Um, at least, this is how I often like to think. <laughs> if... I think that if I do something well or get something done, um, that I somehow deserve praise, <laughs> that I deserve praise. And, and here he's saying that it is according to your prudence that you will be praised. So here he's putting the focus not on what you do, but how you did it. Not what you do or what you did, but how you did it. And so a few, a few things come to mind. Well, did you, did you ask? Did you ask the Lord about it? Did you seek his will? Um, did, you, did you talk to him about it often um, as much as you talk to people about it? And if you did, did you follow his way or your way? Were you gentle and, and careful with the, with the future in mind? Or, and, and, and were you prudent? This goes back to 
I think the idea of being a steward. A steward is someone who looks after something that doesn't belong to them. A steward is someone that looks after something who, that doesn't belong to them. And a, a prudent steward of God takes careful care of what God has given them. And thinking in, in the Christmas spirit, I can't help it with all these trees behind me, um, I remember that God is the giver of all good gifts. God is the giver of all good gifts. He is the best gift giver. He gives us relationships, items, food, our money, our wisdom, and most importantly, his one and only son. So since God is the giver of all good gifts, here he's asking us to watch over these gifts and be prudent and take careful care of them. Um, then the scripture says that we will be praised according to our prudence. Let's keep moving here in the scripture down to verse 10. So verse 10 says, The righteous care for the needs of their animals, but the kindest acts of the wicked are cruel. Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. The wicked desire the stronghold of evildoers, but the root of the righteous endures. Here, the author is talking about being diligent. He says, those who work will have food. And those who put in the time and, and effort and energy and work will be blessed with the results. And I think somehow, somehow I think that, that we like to believe the world and even even God owes us something, right? Um, and, I, and this is true for myself. I catch myself feeling like I shouldn't have to work so hard, and I complain, and then and that things should just they should just somehow magically work out in my favor. But here, God is saying, no. Those who work hard will have food, and will be blessed with abundance, meaning plenty. And it says, don't chase after fantasies or get-rich-quick schemes or things of the sort, but work and work hard. I've, I've, I've heard it said this way, dreams are dreams until they poison the present. Dreams are dreams until they poison the present. So don't only dream and expect it to happen, but work towards dreams. And here we're reminded that if we do this, our efforts will be blessed. So praise God. Um, furthermore, in, in verse 12, he says that those who are rooted in righteous efforts will endure. Now, I, I just imagine tree roots that are, are strong and deep in the soil and they endure all kinds of weather and drought. Um, these are the roots in our faith that will endure. Let's turn over to verse 15. 15 says, The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Most of the time, I 
feel like what I'm doing is right. But, and I think that the, the same is true for many of us. And I like to think that as followers of Jesus, we would not do something that we know is wrong, right? So then, what are we supposed to do? How do we know when we're actually wrong, even though, like the text says in, in verse 15, it, it seems right? We, we listen. We listen to wise advice. Like we talked about before, um, the wise welcome correction. And they listen to it. They apply it. They welcome it. They love it. And so the, the, the same theme applies here. Let's go on to verse 17. I love this part. An honest witness tells the truth, but a false witness tells lies. The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only a moment. Honesty is something that I believe Jesus values highly. Um, for one, Jesus did not lie. <laughs> when it was prophesied that Jesus would, would come to be the one, uh, the atonement for our sin, God wasn't lying. <laughs> uh, when Jesus said he, when, when Jesus came and he said the kingdom of God is at hand, he wasn't lying. When Jesus said he would die and raise again three days later, he was not lying. <laughs> Jesus was the physical embodiment of truth and honesty. So, when being a witness of what God is, has done in your life, don't be afraid, but be, be bold and tell the truth. Because we know the truth. We have the answer <laughs> And in the student ministry, I get to work with a lot of wise men and women of God. It's a privilege. And there's something that is common among them. They all speak the truth. They speak the truth. They don't twist it or cater it or mold it. They plainly speak the truth. And my friend, Pastor Colin, has said it this way. The truth is always enough. The truth is always enough. The truth is complete. And verses 18 and 19 reaffirm this. 18 says that not only is the truth enough, but it's also healing. Sometimes I, we think the truth is harsh and rash and and there's a balance between love and truth and grace. But in reality, the truth brings us closer to our perfect Father, right? Because if, if, Jesus, if Jesus is truth, then shouldn't we desire to be close to the truth and to only tell the truth and to, to say the truth when we witness of what he's done? So, Jesus made, made no mistakes with the truth. <laughs> I think sometimes we have something to add to the truth, like there's something missing that, that we need to add. 
uh, that there's, there's something incomplete about the truth, but God made no mistakes with the truth. Uh, there's no room for error. So, which is why in verse 18, he says the truth heals. The tongue of the wise brings healing. And at the end of this little nugget here in verse 19, um, it sums it up by saying that truthful lips endure forever. The truth is enough. It's complete. We don't have anything to add to it except to, to preach it. And it's eternal. The truth lasts forever and it's unchanging. So thank you, Jesus, that he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's unchanging because he is the truth. Amen? Amen. Let's keep moving on to verse 22. So let's see. Verse 22 says, The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. Again here, we see the text reaffirm how God loves truthful people. A perfect God does not like lies. Um, with God, there is no room for um, lies, and there's no room for the dark. Um, God does not live in the dark. He's the light. And so it says that he delights in those who are trustworthy. Let's think about that for a second. So how, how awesome is it that we can please God with our trustworthiness? He delights in it. He is pleased with honesty and the truth because he is the truth. And he delights in it when we speak the truth and the truth only. And like we were talking about God loving the honest witness, the one who witnesses with truth, boldly, um, the truth, again, I'll say it again, the truth is always enough. Let's go on to verse 25. 25 says, Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. I went to a very competitive high school. And I always had something to worry about. Um, there was always a grade to chase, a project to work on, something to do, um, something that was due soon, a practice to go to, you, you name it, a test coming up. Um, there was always something. There's always something. And I think the same is true for most of us. There's always something next, right? that our, our list never really ends, that there's always something that's going to come next. And reflecting on the times where um, I was so anxious about what was to come. Um, I was so anxious about um, the next week or even tomorrow um, or like when I was going to college or um, what I was going to major in. Um, what I was going to do after that, all, all these things that everybody just expects you somehow to, to figure out when you're, when you're a, a teenager in high school. <laughs> um, I think it's crazy. 
But uh, with all that anxiety, reflecting on that, um, and how those times when I was brought out of that anxiety, it was with kind words. Whether it was a teacher encouraged me or a coach told me that I was improving in, in an area or better yet, I came to church and heard more about who Jesus is and how much he deeply loves me and cares for me and, and died for me and wants to know me intimately in a relationship. These are the times when I would be lifted up with those kind words. And this verse speaks volumes to that. And I want to remind us that though it's not the smooth way or the easy way or the convenient way or the way that a lot of people go, um, wisdom is worth seeking. Wisdom is worth seeking after. Uh, I would try to explain why, but the last verse here explains it better than I ever could. So let's go on to verse 28. Verse 28 says, In the way of righteousness there is life. Along that path is immortality. Now, we can be confident in pursuing wisdom and righteousness because we are promised here that in these things, there's life. Well, you might be thinking, how do we do this? How do we pursue wisdom? And let me clarify, um, when it says along the path is immortality, um, Jesus had not come yet. So um, they were not talking about uh, the salvation that Jesus brings, um, but they were talking about how truth is eternal. Like we were talking about before, the truth is immortal. It doesn't die. It doesn't end. Um, it is eternal. It's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The same goes for wisdom. So you might be thinking, well, how, how do we do this? How do we pursue wisdom, right? Well, I think Jesus is the best teacher. He's the best teacher. He's the best counselor. Um, he's the best listener. And he is the best friend. Now, because of that, Jesus is the best teacher of wisdom. Um, Jesus is the best discipler. Um, and so all we have to do in the story is accept him and say, you know, Jesus, I want to be your apprentice. I want to do what you do. I want to walk in your steps. I want to look at what you did and how you did it and then do that. Jesus is the best teacher of wisdom. And he's the best discipler and he is the best friend. He wants to know you and have a relationship with you, with you. So spend time in the Word and, and read um, what He says in His Word. 
consistently ask Jesus to grant you wisdom. And I believe that he will. I believe that he will. Because I've seen him do it here through these these devotions um, and all that we've been going through as a church family. Um, I believe with fully that, that he will. So this is the truth. And I'll say it again. The truth is always enough. Let's pray. <clears throat> Lord, um, I thank you for what you're teaching us this morning. And uh, my, Lord, I want to pray for the people who uh, might be going through a tough time here in the holiday season. Um, Lord, I pray that you would provide and uh, be there with them. And I pray that you would be uh, the center of the, of the season, that, that Lord, you, you are the reason for the season. Um, you are the one to celebrate, Lord. Um, I pray that we would remember that and never, never forget that. Um, Lord, I pray that um, you would have your hand over COVID as we're still navigating um, what that means for us. And I know that, that there are even people in our church family who are being affected by that. And so, Lord, uh, I pray that you would have your hand on that and heal those who are sick and um, as well protect those who um, are safe right now. Lord, I pray that you would have your hand over that. And um, Lord, as we go throughout the rest of our, t- of our day, pray that you would bless our efforts uh, for coming here and, and uh, desiring to, to know you deeper and to, to, to learn your wisdom. And Lord, I ask that you would show us um, what to do with this knowledge that you've been teaching us. Lord, uh, where do we go from here? Um, Lord, again, uh, just like we came here, we're leaving with open hands, and we ask that you would just show us um, what's next, Lord, what's next. We're ready to walk in your steps and uh, to be your apprentice and do the things that you did and speak truth, Lord. Um, I pray that we would speak the truth and the truth alone. Jesus, uh, we love you and we thank you for everything that you're doing here at New Hope Church. At New Hope Church, uh, Lord, we love you. And everybody said, "Amen." Now, church family, this has been so much fun to do. Um, I was—I'll be honest—I was nervous coming in, but uh, this is a lot of fun. And I I hope that you have enjoyed uh, tuning in with me this morning. So thank you guys. And I will see you either tonight for our Thursday service at 7 o'clock or on Sunday uh, for our normal service times. Love you guys.